Starbucks decided that they were going to basically close a bunch of stores. And that's exactly what they did. Around the planet, they did that. But now they've unveiled plans to add 17,000 locations by 2030. And they're going to cut some costs. They figure $3 billion in costs, but they're going to increase the wages of their staff. Not sure how they're going to make that work. But I'm kind of curious to see what the thoughts of somebody who is far smarter than me might have on this. And we'll check in with Craig Patterson, who's the Director of Applied Research, School of Retailing at the University of Alberta. He joins us on the show today. Hi, Craig. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Fine, thank you. You you heard this news today. Is that surprising? 17,000 locations seems to be a lot, especially after they cut not long ago. That's right. That's right. I mean, it seems like Starbucks closed a lot of locations, certainly in Canada um, during and even more recently around the pandemic. Uh, it was I think it was a little bit overkill, honestly, how many locations they closed. I assume the ones in the Indigo bookstores were doing well, and, and, and many of them are gone or probably most of them, I think, at this point. Now, I'm kind of surprised that they say they can cut $3 billion in costs, yet they can find a way to increase the salaries of people. That's nice. I just don't know how they're going to do it. Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, I know Starbucks over the last few years has been looking to cut costs. Uh, it's been trying to be more of an efficient uh, business. Uh, that includes getting out of some expensive leases. So it didn't, on the surface, when you say you're going to expand like crazy, pay people more and save $3 billion, it doesn't sound like something that's possible. But I think that, yeah. you know, I, I think looking at the, the finances that, 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 that they're planning here, I think those would be $3 billion, at least in efficiencies, based on, uh, uh, you know, current spending and spending required for what would be done for this. But, um, it sounds like with the, the salary increases that uh, they're really going to have to find like $6 billion or more in efficiency somehow uh, in, in the chain uh, while still expanding at the same time. It's quite a remarkable statement on Starbucks' part. Easy for us to sit here and be, I guess, questioning it because they have got, they've got a pretty good reputation for billing business around the, around the world, do they not? Absolutely. I mean, you go all over the place and there seems to be Starbucks, uh, certainly not just in uh, the United States or Canada. Uh, and most of this international expansion that they've announced is going to be global. So uh, it is a situation where Starbucks is looking at really being a major global player in coffee, even in places like Italy, where they take their coffee seriously. <laughs> Very yeah. seriously. Well, it's funny because I was in Italy at this time last year and you can't really find one there because obviously they want to support local. And I totally get that. Your school of retailing, by seeing Starbucks kind of think about this moving ahead by 2030, what kind of message will that be setting out to other potential retailers out there? Uh, well, I think it's it's certainly optimistic. I mean, Starbucks wouldn't be doing this unless they saw an opportunity for growth. So uh, I, I think it speaks uh, highly to the coffee industry generally. I mean, and that, which is you know a segment of retail. I think uh, around food service. Uh, at the same time, uh, you know, Starbucks having given up so many locations, I think became less relevant as a brand uh, for many people. I'm in downtown Toronto right now, and, and uh, at least half the Starbucks closed, if not three quarters of them. And uh, with that, new chains have popped up. Good Earth Coffee, uh, there's another I can't remember the name of, I think Moe's Moe's, but there's a few of these other ones that are now coming in, whether or not they're on the street or they're in the Indigo bookstores where there was all kinds of Starbucks. Um, they are taking over in, in terms of, uh, you know, the hearts and minds of, of at least Canadians uh, yeah. with coffee in it. So, you know, you got to be careful when you when you ab- abandon people physically in terms of a business. When, yes. Because you know, I think part of Starbucks' relevancy was having a lot of locations and that reliability. Well, you know, the product reliability is one thing. You get a consistent experience for the most part. 
in a Starbucks and then it's being able to find one on your, you know, all over the place. I mean, that, that's something that I think people came to rely on and Starbucks kind of let people down when, when a lot of those locations closed. Even though they were talking about, you know, maybe opening up more drive throughs and that less, less places for people to gather, you could understand why they would do that. But I never really saw that, at least not in our neck of the woods here. But there is real risks when you're doing that kind of stuff because I found other, I found other coffee shops to go to. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and not having a gathering place. I mean, Starbucks, I think, you know, had its state, statement that it's a third place, that it's, it's another gathering place for, for people. And uh, to have drive throughs or a place where people can't really congregate isn't something that I think was the, at least the initial strategy or the original strategy for Starbucks. So um, do you it could be interesting. I mean, the business. Oh, sorry. So I was just going to say, do you think people are grabbing and going more than they ever have? And maybe they yeah, figured that I mean, out? It's true. It's true. I mean, and that's a good point, too. I mean, not everyone's going to want to sit and congregate. Now, you know, Starbucks has an app, which is very successful. People can order ahead of time, just go pick up their coffee and leave. But at the same time, some people do want to sit and, and consume a coffee or, or have a meeting. And uh, I know there's been some issues around people meeting at a Starbucks, like in Philadelphia. There was a bit of negative press there. But uh, I know I certainly had a meeting. I had a meeting recently at a Starbucks. And uh, uh, it was great because, you know, it had seating. It was there. And I, and I knew I was going to be getting my blonde roast coffee. I mean, that was that, those are the things I wanted that well, I do have to say that uh, this is before the pandemic. There was a particular location I went to where a gentleman set up camp in there, like he was for there. Big, a big monster iMac computer putting it on a counter there because he had the free Wi-Fi and everything like that. And uh, I, I kind of felt a little sorry for him when all that, all those particular stores shut down because he was basically out of office space. But they kind of created that for themselves, you know, right? Yes, I mean, oh, and you, you go to Vancouver, I think it's a, there's a blend, I think it is, where they, they literally do have co-working spaces in there or flexible workspaces. But, uh, I mean, you, you can't have somebody, or, I mean, I don't know how much this guy was ordering, but... Uh, uh, not uh, enough. Know, taking up <laughs> that much real estate and, and working there probably is not to the best interest of Starbucks at the same time. You don't want somebody sitting there for hours and hours working and having one or two coffees. That's not going to be the best, you know, most productive use of, of that space. Starbucks is paying rent for that space. You know, there's occupancy costs around yes. real estate, Yeah, uh, wherever you are. So uh, moving forward now, I'm guessing that if these guys are going to do it, other other companies might start to look to expand again. And that I guess that's a positive out of all of this, right? It is. I mean, not everyone can expand in the same way. Uh, you know, not not every business is going to be that successful. But there are definitely food service businesses uh, uh, in Canada that are expanding, and then there are new chains looking at coming in. Uh, I own a publication called Retail Insider. On top of all of this, and we do one of our focuses is looking at where food service businesses are expanding and. Uh, the world is knocking on Canada's doors. There, there's chains coming in from Asia and Europe and even Australia. It's really quite remarkable to see. So Starbucks will have competition, certainly in the Canadian market. I know this is a bit of a global chat, but yeah. you know, you're, you're, we're Canadian here. So. <laughs> That's right. We're, we, uh, we are not part of the U.S. by any stretch of the imagination. And this is all anywhere except the United States of America, right? So uh, you've got to think that maybe maybe if your favorite Starbucks location closed down, it's going to be reopening. The other thing, too, is coffee delivery services through all the different uh, methods of be- having your favorite foods delivered to you. Uh, they're big into this kind of thing. So I'm guessing they're coming back with a, a vengeance and they've got a great game plan and it'll be fun to watch how they roll it out. Yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if there are as many Starbucks locations as there were before, because I know a lot of them closed, and, and part of this was looking at getting out of some expensive leases. Uh, you know, Starbucks had expanded like crazy, and it seemed like, you know, in Vancouver, they used to joke, and those other cities, I've seen this in San Francisco recently, where you have two across the street from each other. Oh, you yeah. Know, that's how 
close in proximity some of these Starbucks are. But uh, Starbucks has, you know, has strategized this real estate, gotten out of some pricier leases. But but at the same time, I I just think they dropped too many stores too quickly. It, it just seemed like too much of a uh, a shift for the brand where we started to think, oh my goodness, you know, is Starbucks losing its relevancy? Well, because, they, uh, they did report better than expected third quarter earnings, though. They said that their same store sales were up somewhere in the somewhere in the area of 8% and the customer traffic was up 3%. So they're obviously seeing people come back to them, but it certainly was a uh, it was a big risk shutting them down. So mm-hmm. hey, thanks for your time today. Always great to chat and uh, there's always going to be more stuff we can talk to you about. So uh, thanks for your time today, Craig. Thank you so much. Have a great day. All right, Craig Patterson, Director of Applied Research School of Retailing right at the University of Alberta.